This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. Voices of Faith would like to welcome Mainline Porsche and thank the entire team for their support. The Delaware Valley's 2020 premier Porsche dealer. Porsche of the Mainline sends a huge thank you to all of their clients and their families for being a part of their commitment to excellence. Chief Financial Officer John Hedeker leads the team who brings a lifetime of experience to his key role at the dealership. His actions are part of the foundation he received while attending LaSalle University. John's business approach was clearly influenced by his Christian brother's education and his desire to serve others. You'll enjoy the experience when you become part of the Porsche of the Mainline family. Porsche of the Mainline, committed to you, determined to provide you with automotive luxury for life. Porsche of the Mainline, your 2020 premier Porsche dealer is only a phone call away. 610-886-1000. That's 610-886-1000. Porsche of the Mainline. From the Malamut and Associate Law Studios, Jacob Media Partners invites you to spend an hour of your day celebrating your faith. We acquire a fundamental right that can never be taken away from us. The right to hope. In collaboration with the Archdiocese of Philadelphia and the Catholic business leaders of the Delaware Valley, including LaSalle University, First Trust Bank. Enjoy Voices of Faith. Learn from your leaders. Be inspired by your neighbors and find the power of grace in your life when you need it most. The spiritual Voices of Faith begins right now. And welcome in, everyone, on a Saturday night here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Super Weekend, the game, big game uh, tomorrow, Jimmy Brown, and we've got a super, super show, pardon the pun, uh, but we're bringing it tonight on Voices of Faith as we roll in uh, with Chapter 2 of the new year here in 2021. Well, Joe, who would have thought that when COVID-19 broke here in, 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 our, in our country and the world, that you and I would be, uh, you know, kicking off a, a radio program that has some real meaning and value to our community. So um, I'm loving it, Joe. We took some lemons and we've made some lemonade. We're going to have a big announcement about LaSalle High School. We'll have that uh, at the very end of the show. And also coming up, Dan Selecki with an beautiful, inspirational message. Uh, he delivers every show that he comes on. He's got a great message today. Oh, my God, Joe. I mean, that guy is another gift. I mean, what are the chances that we discover that uh, that Dan has a real voice in terms of broadcast and the writing he does, the stories he tells? Uh, you know, uh, he's uh, he's impacted the way I'm walking my walk. For some of you, we're going to take a walk down memory lane with our special guest today, Father Rob, as we uh, produce, record, and deliver this show from the Jake Nevin Fieldhouse uh, in Villanova. Voices of Faith on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. We continue now with an inspirational endorsement from Dan Selecki of Givnish Funeral Homes. Today, I would like to reflect back on an earlier show where we discussed the impact of changing two words in the over 7,000 we speak daily. If we are able to replace the word have with get, we can make a positive impact on our lives and the lives of people around us. One simple word change can remind us that there is potential benefit in every situation. What might seem as an inconvenient favor at first might actually bring another person joy and as a result, bring us joy in the process. We get to help someone. 
Last week, I was reminded of the impact a simple gesture can have on someone. Meeting with my coworkers to review our year, I had the opportunity to have a discussion with each and every employee, reviewing their performance and providing updates on our bonus system. Mind you, these bonuses were not a significant financial amount, so I thought. During one of these discussions, I presented an employee with a bonus amount. Once told of this, he grabbed his heart and his eyes began to tear. He proceeded to tell me how the previous night both his oven and refrigerator had broken and were not fixable. He was not sure what he was going to do. Now he could get them replaced. You see, this man not only has three children of his own, but also adopted two children who were going to be separated from their parents and put into foster care. This story even gets better. Later that evening, I was having a conversation with a colleague who lives on the West Coast, and I happened to share the story with him. Early the next morning, I received an email from this man, which stated, Dan, I was telling my wife last night about your employees. My wife and I are very religious as well. We would like to give this man $1,000. Can I write this guy a check and send it to you? We don't want any recognition or thanks. The check will have my name on it, but nothing else. So it could be almost anonymous. With our faith as a foundation, we will be able to recognize that life is happening for us, not to us. We can look at challenging situations in our lives as gifts, as opportunities for growth, or in this case, to connect with someone new. It's just a matter of finding that upside. Even if it is not certain, the potential for a positive outcome is there. That will help us approach things from a place of gratitude and faith. So today, I leave you with this simple message. If you have a chance to make people happy, just do it. Sometimes people are struggling silently. Maybe your act of kindness can make their day. Be a beacon of light and hope to others. As always, stay safe, my friends, and may God bless you all. Thanks for listening to our 2021 Message of Hope on Voices of Faith, presented in part by Givnish Funeral Homes, LaSalle University, First Trust Bank, 6ABC, and our good friends, Angelo Valletta and Eustace Mita. In 2021, 6ABC joins the Philadelphia region in recognizing those community supporters, volunteers, and providers of inspiration all year long as part of this radio special. Here's 6ABC personality, Brian Taft. The thing that will live with me forever is watching the Mobile go by, a throng of people in a crowd, none of whom know each other, and our camera zoomed in, and I watched a mother in the back of that group literally hand her baby up front, over the top of the crowd, to a stranger in the front, so the Pope could bless this child. And that act of trust and faith and love that happened in that moment was so powerful that I remember saying on the air, I remember saying, this is a gift that we in the city of Philadelphia have to spend a long time unpacking. Join Brian along with the entire Action News family and help others do the unexpected. 6ABC, 50 years strong. The Catholic Foundation of Greater Philadelphia is your go-to resource for Catholic philanthropy, an independent nonprofit working to grow philanthropy according to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Their foundation is grounded in the principles of faith and service. CFGP meets the diverse needs of donors and Catholic institutions alike by providing a full range of expert fund management, fundraising, and development services that help secure bright futures for the Catholic ministries you care about. Steward your philanthropy 
philanthropy as you intend or raise the funds needed to help your ministry grow and thrive. Both services work together to secure a future for faith. And that future starts with you. The Catholic Foundation of Greater Philadelphia will help you fulfill your charitable purpose because at the heart of charity is love. Learn more about how the Catholic Foundation of Greater Philadelphia can guide you. Visit thecfgp.org or call 215-587-5650. There's never been a bigger need for Philly Food Rescue. Their mission is to eliminate hunger in our community through a technology-based volunteer network. They rescue surplus food from partners like grocery stores and restaurants and deliver it to people in need. The Philly Food Rescue app makes it easy for everyday food rescue heroes to pick up food and deliver it to nonprofits, schools, and more. Each month, thousands of pounds of unused food are rescued and given to the hungry. Learn more at phillyfoodrescue.org. And back here on Voices of Faith as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT as we talked about Jimmy Brown uh, in our very opening segment as we kick off the month of February with this show, Voices of Faith. Wow, do we have a great show today for the listening audience. Oh, Joe, it's, it's unbelievable. It just keeps getting better month by month. I mean, the fact that we are celebrating Catholic Schools Week, we have a special guest, Father Rob from Villanova University is going to be part of the action here today. And it, does, it doesn't get any more Catholic than Villanova. It doesn't get any more Catholic than the, um, the operating principles these guys deliver each and every day. So I'm thrilled to death, Joe, and excited for our, uh, our conversation with Father Rob. You know, on my way into the Nevin Fieldhouse, where, where we are um, preparing and doing this interview today, I had a conversation with Joe at the front desk uh, when I walked in and I talked to him about, uh, hey, I'm coming to interview Father Rob, and he said, the power of this man uh, is really, really meaningful and really powerful. So I'm, I'm glad to be here. Oh, absolutely. And, and I caught a little bit of the conversation with Joe, which was awesome. Father Rob, welcome board, brother. Thank you, Jimmy. Good to be with you all. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Well, there's so much ground to cover, and, you know, we're probably going to do, you know, 20 minutes of conversation here, so I'm going to just jump right in. Um, you know, uh, through my relationship with you, I've really become an extraordinary fan of uh, St. Augustine, and one of my favorite quotes I'm going to read, and I'd love for you to just comment on it, you know, and one of my favorite um, uh, pieces from St. Augustine, yeah, pray as though everything depended on God but work as though everything depended on you. Give me your impressions of that, that little uh, golden nugget. Love Augustine. You know, a sinner before he was a saint, somebody that we can all relate to, uh, didn't have a perfect life, um, but kind of gradually kept the faith through it all. And, and that quote, you know, really um, expresses kind of the, the, the dichotomy, the, the, the tension that we all experience in our lives from, from time to time. Sometimes we kind of think we're out there all on our own. It's all on me. I got to figure this out. I got to get it done. I got to make this happen. And, and the reality is we're constantly cooperating with God's grace. Do we have to do our part? Yes. Are we in it alone? Absolutely not. And God is always there for us to call upon for direction, for wisdom, for forgiveness. And then together, we get it done. You know, nowhere in that beautiful Our Father, that prayer that Jesus gave us, are the words I, me, or mine. Mm. It's our, it's we, it's us, together. Community, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You know, we're here in the field house. We work with a lot of our teams. Is there any better team than that to realize that we're not in it alone? me and you and me and you and God, 
we can get it done. Lights out, lights out. You know, one of the things that I've learned about um, you and your journey, you talked about um, St. Augustine being a sinner before saint. For our listening audience, uh, can you talk about the the role that your mom played in your faith-filled life and the concept of integration? I thought that, I think that's extraordinary, and I I want our, our listeners to hear about that. Yeah, I, you know, I I, uh, I often have said I think I may have gotten my mom's vocation. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't it. necessarily looking to jump right into the priesthood as a kid. You know, you're growing up. There's a lot of things you want to do, and uh, you know, my dad did pass away at a young age. So you know, here I am with my mom, a single mother, with my three sisters, and um, you know, she just um, she didn't mail it in. You know, it was uh, it wasn't something that we did on Sunday, but it was Monday through Friday. You know, and um, she said her prayers. Yes. She went to church. Yes. But, you know, before you go into a meeting, before you have a game, uh, you know, after a loss, you know, after she breaks up with you, you know, the, 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 the ups and downs of life to count on God through it all is what I saw my mom do. And, um, and, and I don't even think she realized it, you know, cause when you're a kid, you know, you, you don't always kind of want to be known as a holy roller or, you know, the kind of kid that, you know, um, is, is, you know, whatever, you know, I was almost embarrassed to think that, to, to let anybody know that I was thinking about becoming a priest, Yeah. but I saw her kind of live boldly, you know, unashamed, um, you know, empowered by the Holy Spirit as she went to work and carried on and paid her bills. And, and, and I, and what I saw most importantly was how it brought joy to her life, not because everything went perfect, um, but because she always kind of saw the light breaking through whatever darkness might be there. It's amazing, you know, when you have a role model like that, I don't want to say a mentor because she was your mom, but a mentor that kind of doesn't just talk about things, but actually walks the walk. You know, um, I've... uh, as you know, we did an event a few years back at the Union League, and you talked about um, humility, gratitude, uh, service, and providing hope. Um, can you talk a little bit about that humility, gratitude thing as we kind of begin our conversation here? Augustine had a lot to say about humility. You know, you think about um, uh, building anything, you know, c- construction. You know, before you put any steel up, before you, before you uh, put anything up, uh, you got to dig down. And you got to dig down deep and you got to have a core foundation on rock upon which everything else will stand and stand firm and stand strong and stand through the storms. We're living through some storms in our life these days. And so for Augustine, that core foundation was humility to understand that, you know, it's not about me, um, that, uh, you know, the praise and glory goes to God. And, um, you know, life has a way of humbling us anyway. You know, hummus, you know, from the earth, you know, bringing us back down to earth. And, you know, you think about some of the more successful people, you know, they're humble people. You know, these are people who who know their blind spots. They know their weaknesses. They know they've learned from failure. You know, point to any successful person, you know, and they'll be able to talk to you about failures and mistakes that they've made that have humbled them along the way. You know, it's interesting, Father Rob, you know, Joe Krause and I are on this journey together of, you know, voices of faith, and we spend a fair amount of time now with the Archbishop, and boy, oh boy, talk about humility. Mm -hmm. Um, The guy just, like your mom, you know, he wasn't a, he's not a Sunday guy, he's a Monday through Sunday person. It's just, uh, we've been blessed by 
people who have stepped up on our behalf, uh, you know, uh, uh, Karen Gilligan, a Eustace Mead, a, a Dan Hilferty, a Greg Webster, a Timmy Abel. I mean, we could go on and on. Um, so, so I understand the concept of that humility and then how it turns to gratitude and what role gratitude might play, let's say, in your leadership role here at the university. Yeah, well, everybody knows right now we all have a, a list of things that we can complain about, things that got canceled, things that haven't gone well, things that aren't working out. And, you know, and, you know, I work closely with our sports teams here and with Jay and the team, and he talks a lot about attitude. And, you know, gratitude and in the attitude of gratitude is really a choice. Yeah. We can choose it every day, mm -hmm. you know, whether we're going to focus on those things that we have or those things that we don't have. And it can alter and change your whole disposition, the way you treat people, the way you interact with one another. And, and so, you know, you know, a, a sunset, as we think about it, only means a sunrise in another part. Yeah. But a lot of times we have to remember that and understand that there's a lot of things that are working well in our life and a question of what we're going to focus on. Yeah, it's um, it's interesting, you know, um, just kind of watching the LaSalle, or not the LaSalle, the, pardon me, the Villanova basketball journey and just seeing how, um, you know, how the sideline reacts when you guys are winning a game or battling in a game or frankly losing a game. Um, there's a real grace that I, that, I, that I absolutely enjoy. Would you mind telling our listening audience um, a little bit about um, the big game against, I think it was Oklahoma, uh, uh, on Holy Thursday. Is that how you played? We played, uh, I think it was Miami. We were, you know, marching towards, uh, that was in 2016. We were marching towards that national championship. And I always love how the uh, NCAA tournament often aligns with the season of Lent. Oh, yeah. And those values about sacrifice and, and self-denial and humility, they come into play. And we, we happen to be playing Miami in the Sweet 16 to win to get to the Elite Eight. On Holy Thursday. Wow. And as we would typically do, we would have a pregame meal where we would break open the scripture before we eat our meal and talk about how it applies to our life. Well, you know, on that particular night, as we know, you know, thousands of Christians are, are exercising the, 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 uh, the, the, the foot washing of Jesus and the disciples. Yeah. And so we finished the gospel and I just said to these guys, and this is not an exercise you would just try for the fun of it, or mm. if it was with people that weren't really dialed in in a spiritual way. Right. That, uh, hey, you know, thousands of Christians are, are, are performing this act of humility. We could do that. Wow. And I had a couple pitchers of water right under the table. And uh, next thing you know, Coach Wright has taken off his shoes and his socks and we wash his feet. And he washes Ryan Archidiakono's feet. And Ryan washed Chris Jenkins' feet. You know, Chris, who hit, hit the shot later in the tournament. And, and, and the, and the walk-ons got their feet washed. And the assistant coaches and the assistant coaches' wives and the guys who do the laundry. Hmm. Everyone got their feet washed. And we have a saying on our team within our program that our roles are different, but our status is the same. Wow. Everybody has value, whether you're scoring all the points or you're doing the laundry. Yeah. And, and Jesus is trying to teach us that because remember, Peter was, he said, yeah, well, let me wash your feet. Yeah. And Jesus is saying, look, this is what it's about. Right. You, know, you think greatness is about being served. It's about serving. Yeah. Yeah. So when we come back from break, maybe we can get into a little bit of the concept of servant leadership, because I want to hear that piece of the puzzle. Visiting with Father Rob at the Jake Nevin Field House. This is Voices of Faith on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. As we go uh, to our first commercial break, here's a little audio drop from that memorable championship. 
back in 2016. Three seconds at midcourt. Jenkins gives it to Jenkins for the championship. Portions of our 2021 Message of Hope on Voices of Faith are being presented by Mike Cleary of TAC Benefits, Linda Rosanio on behalf of Philly Food Rescue, Mike Troy of KTV Benefits, and Dr. Jerry Cleary of True North Pediatrics. Attention business owners, our benefits costs rising, our co-pays and deductibles increasing each year. Do you truly have a consultative partner you can trust to show you the most creative innovations in benefits? Make 2021 the year you meet Mike Troy of Kistler Tiffany Benefits. Let your company experience the power generated by Kistler Tiffany Benefits, a one digital company. Email Mike at ktbenefits.com or call him at 484-321-5868. Kistler Tiffany, the trusted consultative benefits partner for over 50 years. Email Mike at ktbenefits.com. These are not typical or standard times, and the TAC Benefits Organization is not your typical or standard business firm. The company is owned and operated by Michael Cleary, and Michael and his team are not your standard check-the-box, put-in-your-time-and-go-home kind of people. Here's the thing. A different approach creates better outcomes for TAC clients. In fact, as we face some incredible challenges in our world today, TAC has decided to do something incredibly different, the Hometown Heroes Program, for recognition of people doing little things to make a big difference. Keep doing what you do best every day, because the folks at TAC want to celebrate you. Voices of Faith celebrate a real bright spot in our Archdiocese, Mother of Mercy House in Kensington. Inspired by Pope Francis's call to take the church to the frontiers and to move beyond our comfort zones, the ministry began with a simple desire to be the presence of Christ and His church. Many families they serve live in deep poverty. The homeless and addicted are at their doorstep. Father Liam Murphy and team work daily to meet people where they are in their lives. They feed the hungry, talk and pray with those who seek comfort and celebrate Mass as a community. They share the love and mercy of God with all. In 2021, Mercy Children's Academy, a highly specialized family-centric pre-K program will launch to serve the most vulnerable children in their neighborhood. They welcome your prayers and support in this effort. In a world full of noise, one beautiful thing remains constant, God's love. It's powerful and lives at Mother of Mercy House. To learn more, volunteer, or make a donation, please visit them online at motherofmercyhouse.org. That's motherofmercyhouse.org. And back here on Voices of Faith as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. A reminder to the listening audience, still ahead uh, on the big show, Jimmy Brown goes one-on-one with Archbishop Perez. Uh, They'll talk uh, in depth about Catholic Schools Week. Jimmy, back to you, brother. Well, thanks, Joe. Uh, I'm just going to repeat myself for a moment here for context. Uh, uh, Catholic Schools Week, man, we're sitting on the the campus of Villanova University, and uh, before we got going, Father Rob was kind enough to present a prayer for the three of us, so uh, I feel like we're in a good zone. Father Rob, back to you. We, t- we, we left our uh, audience, uh, listening audience, with the concept of servant leadership. And, um, you know, I- I've kind of observed over time that role that you play here, uh, and of course, the role that Jay Wright plays. You would think a guy with that kind of success might be able to, you know, take a shortcut on these matters. But talk about servant leadership inside the culture of not just that program, but the school. And let's focus on Jay for a minute. 
Sure. You know, Augustine had a lot to say about servant leadership. There's a lot been said about leadership in our country these days. Mm -hmm. And often people think it's, you know, who's got the the most power, who's got the loudest voice, who's at the top of the mountain. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we've heard Pope Francis say, you know, a shepherd should smell like the sheep. Yeah. You know, and that concept of, of, of being in and with rather than over and above. And really, uh, there's no better example of that in the way he, he leads his program than Jay Wright. And, and to kind of understand the, the huma- hum- humanity and the willingness that, you know, as we build a brotherhood or a sisterhood to understand that we're all in it together. And so you could be at the top of the mountain with the loudest voice, or you could be at the bottom of the mountain holding the ladder so everybody else gets up first. And so there are different styles of leadership. And I think when people know that you care, that you're with them and you're in it together, um, you can get, you can accomplish a great deal. You heard it said before, you can accomplish a great deal when no one's concerned with who gets the credit. Amen. You know, it's interesting. Nobody gets the credit. Um, you know, because you've listened to the show, uh, that Ashley Howard has a pretty big voice on, on our show here. Um, and um, talk a little bit about your relationship with Ashley and how you watched him develop and maybe the values that I see him um, engaging with uh, at LaSalle University, kind of a, a, a growth of our, our Christian faith, let's say. I love Ashley Howard. I, I truly consider him like almost like a little brother. Yeah. I'm so happy for him. Yeah. I think LaSalle made a great move with that hire. Yeah. I watched him recruit here. I watched him re, uh, relate well to, to parents and, and our student athletes. Um, he, he's been a mentor um, to, to share some of the, the, the triumphs and the joys that we celebrated, to watch him cut a net down, to watch him uh, lead practices, to watch him um, pick up a, a young man when he's made a mistake and to coach him back up and to help him restore confidence, um, to watch him in his faith as a father as, as he got married and, um, and, and the way that he is not afraid to share his faith with others. You know, Jay's kind of mantra is attitude. For, for, for Ash, it's believe. Yeah. And, um, you know, Augustine had a lot to say about believing, believing in those things that we have not yet seen. Mm. To see what you believe and become what you see. It's easy to see it after it's happened. Right. But true leaders can see and have a vision before it has. You know, faith is the substance of those things hoped for and not yet seen. Yeah. And so Ash is a believer. He's a, a leader. And um, um, I'm just rooting for him. Amen. You know, his big five family. Oh, I love it. You know, it's interesting. One of the observations that I've made in my relationship with, with Ash is back to your point about his good character, let's say. You know, his wife, Ariana, uh, Ace and Journey, watching him with his family. Oh, my gosh. It's a. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Let me transfer subject matter just for a minute with you. If you were to write a book, you know, if you were to write a book, and I'm going to ask you to title the book, it's got to be five words, you know? Like, I believe that if Ash were to write a book, his book would be, hey, neighbor, comma, I appreciate you, you know? Somebody else might write a book that, with that positive attitude that says, uh, hey, neighbor, let's not forget life is good. What would your, the title of your book be? Love the question. Um, I think it might be, um, hey, I think I met God today. Wow. And if you ever remember the show Undercover Boss. Oh, yeah. And the premise of that show. I love the premise of that show because the, the head of it all becomes like rank and file. You know, the head owns a big time restaurant chain, comes in like as a dishwasher. Mm. 
as a regular Joe mm-hmm. and, and, and gets to meet all the people on the ground and build the relationships and learn the struggle and understand what it's really like down there on the ground. Well, isn't that what God did for us? Amen. And he entered into our, our humanity in the incarnation and became one of us and then said and showed us when you treat another with compassion and love and respect and help somebody else carry their cross, it's then in those moments that we meet Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be some pie in the sky retreat. It could be right there in the daily grind at practice, in the office, you know, in a hospital waiting room where you show compassion and love for another person and you experience face-to-face the power of God. You know, it's funny, Father Rob. Think about all the silver linings. By the way, I love that. I love the title of your book. Um, I'll help you write it. One of these <laughs> days, you and I are going to do something together like that. But, 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 um, but you know, I'm thinking of the silver linings in this, in this crazy COVID times. Um, and I can give you a couple of examples, but can, as we look for the face of God, random acts of kindness. Can you give an example of where you've met Christ in this crazy COVID time? Well, you and I are friends, and this isn't directly toward COVID, but, you know, uh, I met Augustine, Mm. you know, two days after my father passed away. Wow. And my mom says, look, can you clean out his car? We're trying to get his his stuff together. And as a 17-year-old kid, my father just passed away. I'm cleaning out the trunk of his car, and I find a library book that he had checked out two months earlier. The Confessions of St. Augustine. Wow. And I didn't know my dad to be a particularly religious guy. And uh, I thought to myself, well, this might have been one of the last books he was reading before he passed. So I, I kept it and I read it. And I don't know what the statute of limitations is on an overdue library book, but I still have the book. And <laughs> oh, it cha- my God. It changed my life. <laughs> yeah. You know, through, yeah. A very, through a cross, through a difficult circumstance, through the act of just cleaning up, I met God. Wow. And I think my dad was able to teach me some things through his death that maybe he never would have been able to teach me in his life. And I think we're experiencing it now in the pandemic through people who are willing, first responders and doctors and nurses and people who care for one another. And when a lot of people would run the other way when things are contagious or there's a fire and those people who go in and enter in to the mess and try to help and heal others, you got to believe Christ is in the center of that. Amen. You know, it's really, that, that's a silver lining for me. I'm looking at all this, the good stuff. I'm looking at all the people that stand up and say, hey, this isn't right. Let's, let's make it right. Um, talk about the transfer from becoming or being, let's say, a successful attorney and all of a sudden, wait a second, you go and resign and, you know, you're <laughs> driving the right car, having the right <laughs> steak dinners, maybe socializing with the right um, ladies in the marketplace, let's say. I don't want to say that the wrong way. But how does someone make that transition? Yeah, my buddies kid me and say, you know, you spent all those years uh, as a lawyer. Now you got to make up for all your sins, you know. But, <laughs> and the fact oh, of the matter is, um, you know, 90 plus percent of the, the attorneys I dealt with were, were good honest, um, helping, um, trusted confidants. And yeah. to be honest with you, much, much of what I did as a lawyer, I do now as a priest. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that, that preparation was not wasted to be able to deal with people in their, in their, you know, tough moments to help them kind of find their way through a difficult situation, uh, to keep and honor a confidence and to, to help maybe put them in touch with somebody that can help them if you can't yourself. 
it's very much uh, what I do now as a priest. And it's funny because it goes back to the whole concept of gratitude and the idea that are we going to focus on the fact that, oh, there's a couple of attorneys that are out in left field, maybe not doing the right thing. But my gosh, mm. by and large, it's just, you know, these guys are right down the middle of the fairway. Great profession. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I also want to just cover one more thing with you real quickly. Um, I want our listening audience to know that I was uh, blessed enough to come down to visit you in, um, in South Philly at your local parish. And you gave a wonderful sermon about the, the difficulty of a, a certain musical instrument. The, the, the second fiddle. Can you talk a little bit about that in relationship to Andrew and Peter? Hardest instrument to play, right? Second fiddle, yeah. right? You know, everybody strives to be first. Everybody wants to be a star, recognized, appreciated, compensated, right? And so what happens when you're not? Yeah. And I love, I love the story of Andrew. Um, you know, a lot of people think of the apostles. That's not the first person maybe you come to. You know, Peter was the rock, right? Yeah. He was the leader of the church. Well, Simon Peter was Andrew's brother. Yeah. Andrew actually met Jesus first. And what did Andrew do? He introduced him to Jesus. Yeah. He said, come, you've got to come and meet this guy. Right. The loaves and the fishes, they're all hungry. They're starving. They, they got a problem here. This boy has five loaves and two fish, but nobody knows what to do with it. He takes the boy and brings him to Jesus. Wow. Andrew was a connector. Right. Andrew might not be the person on the front page or the, somebody that wrote, wrote a book about. He was the one that helped bring others to Christ. Mm. And in his kind of simple, second fiddle, anonymous way, he helped change people's lives. Not because he did it himself, but because he brought them closer to God. That's amazing. I love that story. It's, um, you know, as we wrap up our interview right now, um, Father Rob, is there anything that you want to share with our listening audience? And the cool thing about, let me just interject this first. The cool thing about what I witness with you is, and I don't want to say this the wrong way, um, you're not a Bible thumper. You don't hit people over the head with, with your faith and your journey, but you subtly communicate to people um, really the joy of, of the Christian mm-hmm. faith. And, and, and the other beautiful thing about you, and I've been in your, co- in your company when we've been with a, a couple of Jewish leaders in our community, it's all the same to you. It's a, talk a little bit about your vision around that concept. Yeah, I mean, Jesus was a unifier, right? Um, he dealt with, you know, Jews and Gentiles alike, you know, and, and, and there's many roads that lead to heaven. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that the, the, these, these gospel values that you and Joe and I and all of us in the, in the audience share, uh, we don't have a monopoly on them. They're universal. Yeah. And, and as you say, to find hope and joy in, in practicing our faith. It's not all about, you know, what'd you give up and what'd you lose, but there's, there's real hope and, and joy in this life. Mm. And if I could leave anybody with anything, it's, it is the gratitude for, for outlets like this and people who take their gifts and their talents and their platforms, whether it's in, in media or social media or basketball or business and say, it's not just about this. It's about helping others and helping others develop their relationship with with Christ. And I know that's what you're all doing with this show. Well, Father Rob, I must tell you, and it's just, and I hope you don't think I'm being kind because we're on the air here, but I just need to tell you, I think that you were someone that brought the concept of God's scorecard is different than what's out there in the community. You know, I've been through a couple of roller coaster rides myself, and it's Mm -hmm. great to talk to someone who kind of brings you back to the reality uh, that real sec- success happens behind the scenes. Yeah. Uh, St. Andrew. You got to be careful with how you keep score. Because yeah. the world's going to tell you your paycheck, square footage of your house, what are you driving? 
And, you know, we have an attitude club within, within our basketball program. Mm. And there's things that you see on the score sheet, like points and rebounds and such. But what about all the things that you don't see, mm-hmm. right? You know, the, 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 the helping somebody up on the, on the, off the floor when he, when he falls down, the stuff that, that's not going to show up in a score sheet. Or the things that the managers did or the things that the scout team did. And, and to recognize that, you know, we, we got to learn how we're going to define ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we're not, we're not bound to that kind of scorecard that the world gives us. There right. are other things and factors in play that matter and count for more. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, I can't thank you enough for being with us um, on the show this week. Catholic Schools Week, what a wonderful way to uh, celebrate that, that momentous uh, uh, week rather than have you. I will um, share with you that um, Joe had mentioned before we started that um, uh, for um, uh, this being our um, show that just kind of closes our year for us, we were going to ask you to do a little song for us. You know, we don't care if you do uh, God Bless America or uh, I'm only kidding you. I'm only kidding you. (laughs) You've heard me sing. Exactly. I'm just having some fun with your brother. Uh, God bless you. Thanks for your time. Uh, Always a pleasure. Thank you so much. The voice of Father Rob from the Jake Nevin Field House to your living room on Voices of Faith here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Back in a moment. Team Hope is one of those rare organizations inspired by trust and hope. In this case, hope stands for help other people everywhere. Team Hope was born in the same place many amazing and transformational people and things come from. Adversity. Lefty, Tony, Todd were all dear friends facing something that changes everything forever. A possible life-ending sickness. And while many in our community gather round to raise a few bucks with this standard beef and beer in effort to support, in this situation, a handful of angels took a mighty different path. Lefty, Tony, and Todd had the good fortune of being connected with folks who somehow figured out that prayer is our secret weapon. And so it began. Team Hope has somehow managed to mushroom into a social media powerhouse. 22 separate gatherings over the years, having 900 praying together with only one purpose in mind, help other people everywhere. Team Hope is all about game-changing moments that alter the course of the journey. Game-changing moments that impact the future of immeasurable ways. Like everything else on the Voices of Faith show, this is the stuff that matters. Keep trusting and hoping. Keep praying and loving boldly because it makes a difference. Voices of Faith is proud to add another 1,084 voices to the mission of this radio program as we welcome the entire LaSalle High School community. Over the next 12 months, we, all of us, will learn about faith, service, and community as presented by those powerful voices from the school community. Welcome LaSalle High School to Voices of Faith. This is a faith here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, as promised when we first came on uh, the show earlier. Uh, Jimmy Brown, one-on-one with Archbishop Perez. Archbishop Perez, um, you can't make this stuff up. It's the, uh, 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 we just celebrated our uh, Catholic Schools Week, and boy, oh boy, talk about um, great things being done. The, um, the, the mantra that uh, has been created, you know, faith excellence and service around our Catholic education. Can you tell our listening audience, you know, the concept of faith, excellence, and service? I love those. 
those those powerful words. Well, every year across the country, we celebrate Catholic schools. You know, an incredible gift uh, to the from the church to the common good to society. And you know, in many ways, in so many ways, Philadelphia is the birthplace with John Newman of the Catholic school system. Oh yeah. And so the Catholic schools have run in the veins of of the of of the Philadelphian so to speak, right? And and so we're really proud of our 102 elementary schools and all our high schools and you know faith excellence and service. It's almost like what more can I say? The yep. words words in a sense uh, carry so much meaning there. Uh, Catholic schools seek to provide formation really for the whole person. You know, the mind, the heart, the spirit, the emotions. And so we're really proud of our Catholic schools, uh, proud of our teachers, uh, proud of our students. It's an incredible gift to that the church is able to give to society. And, and oftentimes you're not with a lot of support from, from the, from the government, you know? So we're blessed in here in the state to have tax credits and, Mm -hmm. uh, and educational tax credits where companies could give a portion of their taxes actually directly to our schools and our blocks organizations, uh, actually, uh, gets millions of dollars to help us that, but you know, we could always use more, but we've done this for centuries now you know, really on our own, you know, to educate uh, young men and women that that today uh, hold positions of great influence and families and businesses and, and, and really a presence in the world that with values that were instilled in them precisely in their Catholic education. Unbelievable. I saw recently printed where there was one individual that just, I think, made a significant contribution to blocks. And to me, that's evidence that um, someone understands the value. And Absolutely, right? Uh, without a doubt. You know, uh, there was a, a marketing campaign many years ago, about 20 years ago here in Philadelphia for the Catholic schools. And, and I never forgot it, right? It said, you will value the values. Wow. Uh, you'll value the values. What a wonderful thought, right? What a wonderful image because we need uh, values. We live by values, values of country and family and life and the sacredness of life. And, and where does that come from? And it, it, it comes in many ways from our Catholic schools that have formed and educated hundreds of thousands of millions really now, uh, here through all of our schools, 11 universities, right? 11 Catholic universities. That's all part of, of our Catholic school heritage that um, the Catholic Church in particular has given to the Philadelphia area. Well, it's funny. One of my favorite all-time quotes was the, is the quote attributed to St. Francis, you know, preach often and if necessary, use words. Right. Think about the teachers today or this past week, rather, that are going into that classroom or virtually and educating those kids um, and the impact that they're having on, let's say, creating some future saints. Talk about that. Oh, my my God. Yeah, they are because they're forming the heart. Right. They are not just forming the mind, which is, you know, definitely a part of who we are, but we're also heart and uh, and our hearts were ultimately made for God and we'll find we'll be restless 
until he finds his rest in God. I didn't make that up. Actually, St. Augustine made that up in the fourth century. Yeah. That was his thoughts after having struggled in his own life, f- trying to find uh, joy in his life, uh, oftentimes in the wrong places, yeah. until he recognized that he would only find it and be restless until he found it, found it in God. So Christ lies at the very center of our Catholic schools. Uh, that's what distinguishes our Catholic school from every other school. You go to a lot of schools to learn about math and science and geometry and all that stuff. And, and, and I understand that. What lies at the center of, ca- of our Catholic schools is Christ. They are Christ-centered and they are rooted in the values and the, and, and the ethos, the life, the heart of Christ that we try to share uh, with our students and our teachers. Talk about our teachers, what heroic work they've done, right? Yes. In, in, in the midst of this pandemic. Do you know that uh, within, within, I believe, 24 hours, they were up and running virtually? It's amazing. It's amazing. They had they stepped up to the mound. Uh, our teachers and our administrators and staff in all of our schools, you know what? They made us proud. Amen. Uh, Archbishop, I'm going to ask you a peculiar question. Why is it that we as human beings have something spectacular like this right in front of us, our Catholic schools and, and their education? Why is it that there are certain folks that will focus on, you know, the one or two hiccups we experience, whatever they happen to be, you know? I mean, you know, oh, my God, my math teacher was mean to my daughter. But why do you think well, that? Well, I think we do that in life, right? <laughs> That's the way, unfortunately, oftentimes, you know, what makes the news, the negative stuff makes the news. Yeah. Right. And, and, and that's unfortunate because for every for every negative thing, my God, there's a hundred positive things, you know, in our world and society and also in our lives. We all personally have our own hiccups. Right. Yeah, man. So do you want uh, do, do we want the world to define us by our hiccups when no. we when when they're just hiccups? Yeah. So, you know, don't do to anybody what you wouldn't want them to do to you, right? You yeah. know, ultimately, and and yeah, there are hiccups, yeah, but so there are, and there are hiccups in me. Do I want everybody to define me because of my hiccups? Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit more than my hiccups. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of uh, my favorite quotes that you brought to the table in a conversation uh, on Voices of Faith was, uh, you know, you mentioned, hey, one time I was a 32-inch waist. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge myself today on by that standard. <laughs> I'd be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as we, as we close our session um, uh, uh, today and celebrate, um, uh, you know, Catholic Schools Week, um, can you give our listening audience, you know, one particular thing that you're extremely proud of in our region in terms of the sacrifices that are made and so forth and so on? Well, it's hard to single one one out, but I'm, I'm proud of our teachers, right? Because, you know, our teachers teach in our schools, not because they make a lot of money, because they could actually make more money someplace else, yeah. frankly. Yeah. They, they do it out of great love for their faith mm-hmm. and for their profession, for their vocation, and for their kids. Our teachers and our faculty assistants, and, and you know, they really do it out of a sense of mission, not out of a sense of money. No. And, uh, and, 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 then, and then our parents will make great sacrifices, right, mm-hmm. to send their kids to Catholic schools. And those that support Catholic schools, especially in our poor areas, 
yeah. right? Where, where families cannot afford a Catholic education, but they are able to have it because there are people that, businesses that contribute to blocks, as you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? And families that support uh, through very generous hearts. Yeah. Uh, all of our school, Catholic schools, our diocesan schools, our private schools. Uh, you've had people like LaSalle Academy here yeah, that, yeah. that work with, you know, uh, a lot of the uh, more challenged areas and challenged kids and poor families. And what a great school that is. And, and so we're very happy. That, and that's, that makes us proud. Amen. And, uh, you know, we'll close with LaSalle Academy. Sister Jean, you know, you talk about the sacrifices, the teachers, the leaders that kind of present themselves. I think that one says it all. Absolutely. I know them well, Sister Jean, Teresa Diamond, the principal and the teachers that are there. I, I visited that school actually the day of uh, uh, around the actually about a year ago in these days when I came back for my press conference and I made an unannounced visit to that school. I just kind of showed up. I called the school and, and said, I'm 15 minutes out. And they gathered all the kids together and I spent a little time with the kids and, and, um, you know, so we're very proud of that school and all, all of our schools, our private school, Catholic schools and our, and our diocesan schools, parish schools. It's a great blessing. No one, it, it, no one could ever, ever question that. Amen. Well, Jimmy Brown, I mean, you delivered the goods today. Great interview uh, with Father Rob. Powerful conversation uh, with Archbishop Perez. Um, I'm proud of you, brother. You're uh -huh. doing a great, great job delivering an incredible, incredible uh, message. And it's different, but meaningful every month. You know, it's funny, uh, Joe. Um, uh, I don't want to sound corny, but I love Father Rob. I mean, he is a, a, a dear friend. And um, it's, it's interesting interviewing someone that you have that kind of uh, passion for um, and respect. But it was a fun moment, wasn't it, Joe? Uh, just going through the, going through the uh, the paces with a guy who really gets it on so many levels. One comment before we say goodbye on your conversation uh, with Archbishop Perez. Um, he is leading, despite all of the external noise. He really comes across that way. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, uh, the, the the conversation that we had with Father Rob about our attitude. You know, I I just don't think. Um, Archbishop Perez focuses on any of the negatives. He's He shows up every day and uh, takes the bricks up the hill, and he's all about next thing. What can we do to make it better? And, and Joe, you know what's really funny? Uh, you and I have been around the Archbishop enough to be able to say this great confidence. He has that humility. This is a guy who could be walking around with handlers and, you know, get back to me next week. No way so available to our congregation. It's, it's amazing to me. Joe, if you remember very early on, we asked him about his inspiration, and he said he got it from the congregation. You know, of course, Jesus and, 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 and our Lord is the center of his work, let's say, but, but listen to his message about trust and hope. Boom. That's going to do it for this edition of Voices of Faith here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We thank the listening audience for tuning in on this Super Saturday. On behalf of our gracious guest, Father Rob, on behalf of Dan Selecki, Ashley Howard, and our host, Jimmy Brown. I'm Joe Krause. Believe in hope, everyone. See you next time. 
Thanks for listening to this special edition of Voices of Faith in collaboration with the Catholic business leaders of the Delaware Valley and the Archbishop of Philadelphia. We salute the Philadelphia Boys Choir and say thank you to you, our listening audience, a Jacob Media J.P. Brown Communications production. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.